We're going to uh, continue. We began a series last week. Um, in the series last week, it's entitled uh, Be Disciples. Be Disciples, Learning and Living the Life. Uh, it is a, it is a, it's a life. Uh, learning and Living the Life. Uh, we were in the book of Matthew last week. We're going to continue this week in the book of Matthew, but we're going to uh, move and, and uh, focus our energy and our thoughts and our hearts into uh, Matthew chapter 4 this week. Matthew chapter 4. Um, what this series wants to get after, wants to get after what it means, uh, what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Uh, that is the, that's the meat, that's the, that's the crux of it, and, and, and to take ourselves and see in, in the mirror of what it looks like to see how much we resemble it. Amen? Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to, I'll begin reading uh, this morning at, at verse 17, at verse 17, Matthew Chapter 4, and I'm going to begin reading at verse 17. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. If you have your copy of God's Word, you can join me there. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. It says, From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and, and he called them. Immediately, they left their boat and their father and followed him. And he went through, throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people, so his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, epileptics and paralytics, and, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis and from Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond the Jordan, and great crowds followed him. Let's pray. Father, uh, we thank you now for the opening of your word. The opening of your word brings light. We pray that you would illumine us. We pray that your spirit, Lord, would unfold and unpack and God, give, uh, make a free course in our hearts and our minds for your word and your truth uh, to take hold and to form and reform, to shape and reshape. Thank you, Lord. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. I ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word. And 
Father, I pray and ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, that it would be acceptable in your sight. As Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Anyone, anyone using uh, social media? Not, not, not right now in service. You, it's okay. Uh, anyone using, anyone using social media? Just, just show me, show me, show me. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, anyone connected to the churches? Show, social media. Amen, amen. Um, uh, I, I, I'm thankful. I'm going somewhere. I'm thankful for those. Who, who helped navigate our social media because I've never really gotten it. I haven't really gotten the hang of it. I try to blame it on Generation X and all that kind of stuff, but it's people beyond X that got it better than me. I just never really... Uh, and, but it, and, it, and it's easy to, to, to get lost in there. Uh, you know, over half of the world are... are engaged in this social media with billions of people trying to connect with each other through a computer device. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, 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 this connection on, on Facebook, the connection, what's it called? It's called uh, uh, Friends. Come on, y'all, y'all help me now. It's called, it's called being Friends. But on Instagram, the connection is called what? Following. Or followers, right? Um, sometimes a person, this is the confusion, uh, sometimes a person will request to follow somebody just so that person will follow them back. It's, that's, it's, it's confusing. Um, um, and, and the more people, uh, this is for people who don't know, the more people following somebody, the more important they are on social media. They start getting things like blue checks, if you know anything about the blue check, well, you can pay for them now. But other than that, the more people following, the more important the persona on social media, they become what you call influencers. Amen. Uh, um, but the, the, the question that I wrestle with is, what do you get from following folks on there? What do you get? I'm glad you asked that question. It's a good question. Um, you get to see what they say and watch what they do. Uh, let me rephrase that. You get to see what they say and watch what they show you. Uh, okay, y'all, that's closer. Um, uh, um, the, 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 real, the real pressing question, though, is, is whether or not the person you're following is worth following. Is that person worth following? <laughs> we see in the text today, long Long, long, long before social media, people being invited to follow someone. Here in the text today, being invited to follow Jesus. His, his true followers, what are they called? They're called disciples. And, and, and when they follow him, they don't just get to see what he does and, and hear what he says, but they get to go where he goes and participate in what he's doing. It's a better fellowship, I think. Uh, they, I, I want to recommend today, 
that if you haven't already, <laughs> that you come along and, and that we all follow him. That we all follow him. Oh, it, it, that sounds easy, but I, I, I assure you the scripture has something for us to, to, to dig into. Um, and I'll just give you this main thought uh, before anybody drifts off. Jesus is worth following. Jesus is worth following. That's the, the title of the message is follow him. Follow him. In this chapter of, of Matthew, uh, we get to uh, witness what happens as Jesus steps out into the public, introducing the kingdom of heaven to people. Oh, this is big. We, we, we learn that, that he moves. You got to watch Jesus. He moves into the same territory, Galilee, uh, in the same territory where his relative John the Baptist was recently arrested for preaching God's word. Instead of uh, retreating in fear, Jesus begins preaching what sounds like the same message as John. Uh, John just got arrested for that. But, 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 but soon he demonstrates that, that, that his message may sound the same as John, but he's actually the subject of the message. Matthew shares a summary or a thesis statement of Jesus' preaching. In verse 17, he says, From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a declaration of a movement of God taking place in real time in their day. It's happening. God was opening the door for exiled and, and, tre and treasonous people to come back into his presence and under his authority as citizens of his kingdom. Oh, this is good news. And, 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 and it's all available through Jesus. Jesus is preaching. His, his proclamation makes clear that the the requirement to take ad, uh, advantage of this opportunity to take part the requirement is repentance. Repentance. Having a, having a change of mind and behavior from sin toward God. It's a change. It's a complete change. R repentance is not just being sorry that you did the thing, but it's being sorry enough to change. Repentance, uh, the, the change of mind, it, it, it's like, a, it's like the, the gear shift in a car. The car doesn't just change directions from drive to reverse. Unless you shift, it, you change the gear first. Repentance is changing the gears of our minds and our souls so that we can change directions. And in light of his message, Jesus calls uh, his call for disciples to follow, it, it, it takes it shape like this. It's a call to commitment. It's a call to new purpose and priority. And it's a, a call that requires a response. Uh, that requires a response. It says in verse 18, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. 
And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me. Jesus goes and shows up where everyday ordinary people are. He's moving around in the region of Galilee, and he shows up there on the shores of the sea. Um, He goes where the people are. Uh, Here in the text, he stops by the lake and finds some brothers fishing. That was their job. They were fishermen. Uh, 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 they, they, they were the kind, though, that they, they didn't stand on the dock. It wasn't recreational. Stand on the dock with a rod and a reel and a hook. Uh, they used a, a circular casting net with weights on it that, that, that they would throw out into the water. And, 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 and when they would pull it up and pull it in, they it would close up catching a bunch of fish at one time. These fishermen. And Jesus spots them. And even though they were doing some, some regular, everyday stuff, Jesus saw them. That's, that's good already. <laughs> that's good already. Even if, if no one, somebody might need to know, even if no one else pays you much attention in the course of your everyday routine life, Jesus sees you. Jesus sees you. Uh, He sees you in that classroom for the 20th time asking them to sit down and raise their hand. (laughs) He sees you in the the checkout line and in the grocery store. Jesus sees you. I don't want to go. He sees you trying to engineer and fix the problem at your job that nobody can figure out. He sees you even when your supervisor doesn't see you even when no one appreciates you. He sees you. But he doesn't just just see them. He calls them. Ah, God. He calls them. Uh, This is is good. Um, Remember, Jesus is about kingdom business, about God reigning in the lives of people. This is what he's after. Um, and in this day, this is, this is what's going to stand out. It's peculiar about Jesus. In this day, it was the custom that a disciple would choose a teacher and then ask the teacher to follow them. But Jesus doesn't follow the tradition of the day. He chooses who he wants. He chooses who he wants. There, there would be no elite class coming along, I follow Jesus. No, he chooses who he wants. Uh, 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 he'll, he'll remind the disciples after they had been following for a while, they may have gotten a little fool of themselves, and he'll remind them later saying uh, that, that they didn't choose him, he chose them. It, over in John chapter 15 and verse 16, they needed to remember, <laughs> don't get it. Twisted up. Jesus follows, Jesus finds and calls his disciples. We don't find Jesus, he finds us. Uh, and so Jesus calls. He calls, his, his call is a, is a call to commitment. Uh, I said a, I said a, a, a word there. Commitment. I said a word. I, in all my, my leadership material, it, it's telling me these days to not use the word commitment because people don't understand what it means. That it doesn't have any relevance to our current context. 
but it's one of my favorite words, so I'm going to say it anyhow. Jesus calls, his, it's a call to commitment. He says, follow me. And when Jesus says, follow me, it means more than just walk on the road behind me. Like, like we saw last week, it means come to him, right? Come here to me. Uh, uh, come join me in this life. He's calling. We, 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 we learn when we, when we read John chapter 1 and verses 35 through 42. I'll put it in the notes under the video. That, that they, they had heard and met Jesus before. This is important. But now he's calling them to commit to him and this life. He, say, he, he doesn't uh, 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 approach them and say, I, I, you know, uh, uh, yeah, 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 you heard about me in Sunday school. And you, you yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were a little child, your, your grandmother took you to church. and the, He's saying, right now, commit to me. And it's like, follow me. Remember the question I asked earlier. Uh, is the person who wants you to follow them worth you following? I got, I got requests in my box now that I just ignore. I'm not following them. I'm not following. Uh, it, it, Jesus is sure enough worth you following him. Jesus shares here, watch this, that following him has a profound impact. Uh, it brings new purpose. He's worth it. Um, we, we're, we're naturally purpose-driven folks. We, we seek after it in, in, in our work, in our family, with purpose, in our relationships. We, we, we want purpose. We want meaning. We want to be accomplished. But often the issue is finding that thing truly worth devoting ourselves to completely. Jesus says, I'm, I'm His disciples, they come, they will be fishers of people. They're getting a new purpose. Uh, no, more, no, more, no more perch and uh, croakers and salmon and whiting. and th- Those fish were nice, but they're getting new purpose. Uh, up, up until this point, they had been doing okay, catching fish, but, but they're going to have new purpose in the kingdom that Jesus is introducing, catching people for God. Uh, this is this is discipleship 101. Uh, um, Jesus uh, restores purpose. He gives purpose. The the key condition, though, to, to taking hold of this new purpose that, that Jesus is calling them into is that they need to respond by following him. They they won't they won't be able to take hold of this purpose by, by reading a book, Seven Steps into Purpose, or even the purpose, I'm not going to say. Um, they, they, they can't read a, a book and get it. They, they have to follow him. And, and so they needed to respond to his invitation. Uh, it says in verse 20, immediately, immediately, you know what that word means in the Greek language? Let me blow your mind. It means immediately right then. Immediately, they left their nets and they followed him. Uh, at the, at the, at the, watch Jesus. At the same time that he was calling them with the promise of making them fishers of men, he was catching them. 
<laughs> Look at how they respond. Uh, they, they drop their nets right then, uh, uh, probably with fish still in them, jumping around. They, they let go of their way of life. The way that the way that made their living. <laughs> and they followed Jesus. Oh, I knew it would get quiet. Come on. They 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 let go, let me put it this way, of what was valuable in the world to follow after what was valuable for heaven. When they, when they took on the new purpose, they gained new priority. They gained new priority. They dropped their nets. What is your net? What is your net? What is the thing? You, you, uh, what, what thing are you, are, you, are you willing to lay down and let go of or, or just put in its proper priority so that Jesus can give you new purpose. Is there a net you're holding? What will you drop to follow him? What will you drop to follow him? He, he might not tell you to, like, he might not tell you to drop your job. I don't want nobody showing up on Monday saying, Pastor said. No. He might not tell you to drop your job, but he might tell you to drop your pride. He, he uh, whatever uh, you've been depending on to get by without him, you need to drop it to follow him. Whatever that thing is. Uh, Matthew 9 and, and verse 9, when Matthew was called, one of the disciples, when he was called, he, he was working in a tax booth. I, I, a good government job. With great pay and benefits, he had this job. Sure, sure, the, 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 the oppressive nature of his work left him hated by his own people. But he was making it work until Jesus showed up. He was working it while it worked. But then the scripture uh, describes it as that, that he al- it almost sounds like he got up and just walked off the job when Jesus called him. Left all the W-2s there on the table. It just came on. I know it's tax season. He said, it doesn't matter. Follow me. Or, 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 or the, the, the call to worship won't always mean a call into vocational ministry. It won't always mean that. But it will always be a call for a change in priority and purpose. Uh, a change in priority and purpose. In other words, wherever you find yourself your purpose will still be Christ's. It will be Christ's uh, in, in, in the jobs I mentioned earlier, in the, in the stores, in the, wh- wherever you find yourself, your new priority and your purpose will be kingdom. I'm talking to disciples, only disciples. If, if it doesn't apply, you... Somebody... Here in the story, though, somebody practical. There's somebody in here that's practical. <laughs> somebody still might be thinking these brothers were crazy to give up that good fishing money, that good government money to follow Jesus. Uh, 
But, but, but be prepared to, to be even more astounded because it's more. <laughs> they were not alone. Uh, it says in verse 21, and going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, uh, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them. He called them. And, and, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. It's getting heavier. Jesus spots two more brothers. This time they're working with their dad and fixing up their nets to get ready for more fishing. Uh, These two uh, were part of a family business and were partners with the other brothers that Jesus had already called. Um, they, they, They likely... Uh, weren't, weren't rich in this business, but, but, but hardworking and, and diligent, we can see here, keeping the tools of their trade in good shape uh, to, to maximize their returns as they worked in their fishing industry. They, they sounded industrious and responsible. These men will be applauded, blue-collar workers, earning a living. They, uh, 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 you would think that for these industrious, responsible, practical men, it, that it, they wouldn't be as easily drawn away as the other brothers just dropping the, the nets and, and going after Jesus. You would think, but Matthew describes these two as willing to go even further than that. He, he says, when Jesus saw them and called them, they left their boat and their father. It's sounding very Abrahamish. Look at this uh, uh, property and family. Uh, when, when Jesus calls to follow him, we may need to walk away from some things that are dear to us. This is a serious call. Uh, Paul, Paul, Paul. Recognize he knew what it was about. The apostle Paul he says in, in, in Philippians chapter 3, Paul explains it this way. He says he let go of everything that, that, that would, would gain him worldly advantage. He let go of everything, and that everything he had seemed like nothing, <laughs> uh, waste uh, uh, when compared to knowing Jesus. Where does this come from? What, what, but more, Jesus is after more, though. More than just giving up stuff. Responding to his call to follow, it, it, it calls us to prioritize him over all other relationships. Um, them, the, these, these, these two brothers, uh, James and John, uh, leaving dad at a time when, when family honor and service was, was highly valued and expected, uh, it was, a, it was a, a shift, it was a bold decision for these brothers to do this, yet the text points to the fact that they didn't hesitate immediately, they let go and followed Jesus. What kind of spirit is this that gets into these? To, to be clear, uh, um, and, and for, for, for those with close family ties, <laughs> to be clear, uh, Jesus' call is it, not a, a permission to dishonor parents. That would go against the word of God and, 
the word of God won't go against the word of God, but, but it's, a, it's a realignment of affections, a realignment of affection. He, he put it like this in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 37. He put it like this. He says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Ah. So as hard as, as that life might sound or what the disciples did may seem as, as difficult of, of a choice, uh, Jesus more than demonstrates that he's still worth following. He's worth following. Uh, are you with me? <laughs> he's worth following. Uh, uh, he, he, wa- watch what he does here in, in, these, in these last few verses, just these last. It says, and, when, and, and he went, verse 23, throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they, they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, epileptics and paralytics, and, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee to the Decapolis and, and from Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond the Jordan. Everybody. In his, in his public ministry, what G- Jesus does, we see him, he casts a wide net. Um, the, the crowds are, are, are being drawn in as he carried out his ministry of preaching and teaching and healing. Um, uh, his, his preaching, watch him operate, he's worth following. His, his preaching, the, it, it was the message of, of verse 17 that we read, repent before the kingdom of heaven is, is near, it's at hand. Uh, um, his preaching was that the long-awaited one who, who would bring God's reign on earth is here. His preaching, his, uh, uh, he, was, he was teaching then what it meant and looked like for people to accept and apply that truth to their everyday lives. So he was telling you what it is and now what to do about it, how to, how to live in it. And then he was Healing as a demonstration of what this truth of, of, of the kingdom being near would eventually bring completely and eternally into the lives of all who took part in the kingdom. He was given glimpses of what was coming. Some, some folks would hear Jesus say, come, and they would just obey and follow him. Other folks might hear the good news and that it was preached and taught he, that he preached about the kingdom. And, and, and once they would hear it and he would teach and they would understand it, then they would say, I'm in. I'm all in. I, I want to be a part of that. And then there, there are some who, 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 who have to have a demonstration. Some who need a demonstration. Jesus has to do something dramatic in their lives in order for them to give in and follow him. Huh? He has to, he has to answer a, 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 a dramatic prayer. He has to 
show up and perform a miracle. There's some like that, but uh, 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 but but here Jesus gives a demonstration. Jesus demonstrates that the kingdom holds more than just teaching and preaching, but that the kingdom also comes with power. Jesus says, I'll give you a glimpse. I'll give you a a peek. Uh, Sick folks, hurt folks, broken folks came from every direction, north, south, east, and west. It came to see for themselves. They showed up. There's many witnesses who left testimony of what they saw. People were coming to Jesus with every kind of pain and and sickness you could think of. Some of them even being held prisoners by demons, unable to control their own bodies. And remember, now in that time, there were were no minute clinics. There were no psychiatric centers or, or emergency rooms. There wasn't any universal health care folks were just living with the hurt and disease and many of them would have just had to live with it until they died Jesus showed up but Jesus showed up and as it says that he healed them he healed them imagine 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 if you would today somebody walking into a hospital and 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 when he comes out, all the patients walk out with him. Yes. Yes. Glory to God. Imagine. Yes. Jesus, but Jesus didn't heal to show off. But it was to demonstrate the power of the kingdom that he was bringing. The, the, the power of the kingdom was in his hands. It was in the hands of the king. Matthew was trying to make clear that the king is here. It looked. Jesus gave a glimpse, a snapshot of what the world will look like when everything is placed under the ruling power of God. He's pointing to that, that, that coming uh, of that promised day uh, that we can read about in Revelation chapter 21 and 4, uh, uh, where he says that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. Jesus says, you're getting a glimpse of what's to come. Oh God, hasten the day. Jesus' ministry was also was comprehensive. It addressed the mind, the heart, and the body. All with a view toward the kingdom present in him and still to come in the future fullness. With no, with no text messages, no cell phones, no social media, Jesus went viral. His name and his fame is spread all over the land. People showed up to follow. <laughs> they showed up to follow Um, And and, and as they showed up to follow, they were called into something. They were called into fishing. Disciples are called to more than just watching and and reading and liking Jesus' page. I mean, what Jesus does. We're called to share and participate in what he does. To follow and to fish. Disciples. The disciples 
fishing would, 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 would soon involve a, a, a ministry in all the same areas of, of Jesus's ministry. Uh, uh, it, it included sharing and explaining the good news. Uh, I, I need you to hear this because this is your explaining the good news of Jesus Christ, calling others to the new life, just like he called us into new life, but also demonstrating the good news by helping the hurting. It's going to be a comprehensive work that we're called into. Now, although those called would also heal and set people free from demonic bondage, according to 1 Corinthians 12, 31 through 13, our chief demonstration was not to be prophecy or miraculous healing or speaking in unknown languages. Our primary kingdom demonstration, our biggest flex for the kingdom of God and for for Jesus was a God-inspired countercultural love. That was, uh, we're called to it. It's a, uh, disciples were to be identified by loving like Jesus loved. That was our primary, our chief. It's a, a love that's, that's willing to drop our own stuff for somebody else. Even placing their needs above our own, no matter what it costs us. Love, the, it's Jesus' love. When, when we come and follow him, he provides it for us. He produces it in us, uh, and and he pours it through us into the world, making us able and capable to be fishers of people, fishers of people. So what do we have? We we, we have on the table now an, an RSVP, an RSVP to come. How have you responded to Jesus' call to follow him? Remember, it's a call to commitment. It's a call to new purpose and priority. It's a call that requires a response. How have you responded? Has following him become your top priority? Disciples, we're measuring, we're... And so these are, these are not rhetorical questions. If, and they're not rhetorical. Here's another thing. If, if your life in Christ doesn't involve any fishing, then there's something missing in your following. As he said, if, you, if, you, if, you, if we follow, if, if Jesus has really caught you, you will be wanting to catch others for him. To, to introduce and lead others to him. So this, this, this call uh, uh, here of the disciples that we witnessed uh, uh, is, is really now a call to us to examine ourselves and where we are. Have we, have we come in close, committed? Have we shifted priority and purpose? Have we responded to Jesus? That's the question. 